Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karata Chronicles rolling and recording on this Wednesday, uh, October the 2nd. I'm going to jump right into it. What I want to talk about right now is the value of striking non-essential targets. Now you may be thinking, non-essential, what do you mean by that? Nothing is essential in the truest sense of the word when you're talking about striking, right? And I agree with that. But what I'm saying is, I'm not talking about... Let me break it down to you this way. When people think about targets, most people think of the head because that's where the most um, popular targets are. The jaw, the nose, the chin and to a lesser extent, the temple, right? That's where people want to land the big knockout blow. If you're more skilled and more seasoned, you think about things like the torso, the rib cage, the chest, the liver, the belly button, stuff like that. And again, if you're participating in self-defense or kickboxing, you may be thinking the thighs, particularly the kick, right? So, here's my deal. I understand, appreciate, and know all of these things. When I'm talking about non-essential targets, I'm talking about things like the shoulders, the forearms, right? And you may be thinking, what do you mean by that? When George St. Pierre fought B.J. Penn, back before B.J. Penn had fallen on the hard times that he has since fallen upon, they recognized, his camp did, that B.J. Penn had an exceptional jab for somebody with such a pedigree grappling background. And so the strategy was to... Um, push BJ up against the fence, tire out his shoulders, get the blood pumping in there, get the lactic acid pumping to slow down his punches. Brilliant strategy. I think they could have done more. They could have done something different still. Won that fight. Whatever the case may be. That's fine. But when I talk about striking the shoulders, I'm talking about throwing a kick aimed at the shoulder. One, it hurts a lot. And two, you can really, really damage a person's shoulder. And I don't even necessarily mean injure, but you can certainly incapacitate a person by taking away their weapons. As I've spoken to in other podcasts, and the Filipino martial arts, they call it defanging the snake when you have weapons which is to attack the hand with the weapon so that they can no longer hold the weapon, which makes them more vulnerable, like a snake with no fangs. I believe that if you put your foot or shin or a hook or a ridge hand or a knife hand into the shoulder and to a certain extent the tricep, you can incapacitate a person and take away their ability to strike from that side. I was reading a question once from someone asking, and they said, 
is it feasible to kick the arms? And I said, absolutely. And other people disagreed with me and that's fine. But they don't think about the fact that the MMA fighter Forrest Griffin had his arm broken early in his career. They don't think about the fact that Chuck Liddell broke the arm of Rich Franklin, broke his uh, forearm with the roundhouse kick. They don't think about the fact that Kung Lee fractured the forearm of Frank Shamrock with the roundhouse kick, which in essence took away their ability to effectively use that weapon, right? So I am an absolute believer in striking what you call the non-essential targets. It may not result in the knockout below that time, but it can certainly render your opponent unable to use that side, which makes them easier to strike and less likely to be able to strike back effectively, right? Also, it doesn't take into account the psychological effect of that. Let's say Mike Tyson threw a punch at your face, you shrug and it hits you on the shoulder. You're thinking, holy crap, that hurts super bad and he didn't even hit me in the face, he hit me in the shoulder. I guarantee that on some level you'll be thinking about how much more mass and muscle support your shoulder than support your head. It will make a person hesitate, even if just a bit, even if at a subconscious level. Just like a person who's been knocked out before just isn't the same fighter. Especially if it's knockout or a TKO from an accumulation of punches. So let's say, and my cousin does this all the time. It makes me mad. He has a vicious sidekick and a vicious hook kick and a excellent front kick, which he can turn into a sidekick lightning fast. So what he would do is, and in the last, was it the last one? Uh, we're talking about fainting. Yes, we were talking about fainting in the last podcast. And what he did was, he threw a high side kick to the near top side of my head, which he knew that I would not step into. And if I didn't have the distance to step away, I would raise my shoulder to protect my face. And he would do that a few times over the course of our sparring. And then he would start throwing kicks at my shoulder. It took me a couple times to realize that he was doing that on purpose. Because in the course of a normal situation, I had to protect my face from sidekicks. He has a vicious sidekick. So, there's that. And then, when I realized he did it, he broke out laughing. He was like, yeah, I came up with that idea the other night. And one, it hurt. And two, it sold me on something that he wasn't even attempting to do. He was aiming at my shoulder. I couldn't throw punches. It was my um, my right shoulder. I'm right-handed, so even though I fight southpaw, it still affected me in a very significant way. I don't like it, okay? So that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. Now, I've thrown roundhouse kicks, and because I'm capable of throwing roundhouse kicks to the head, I've aimed at people's shoulders and arms before not being a jerk and sparring, but I've done it before and people have commented, man, my arm is sore. My arm was bruised. And where bruising occurs, there's swelling in that particular location. So the excess blood flow slowed down their ability to attack me back. And it also hurt and made people respectful of a certain range that they wouldn't normally be respectful of in the same way. 
And this idea is not just for punching with the hands, with closed fists. I'm talking about throwing rich hands. You arc them into the face or near the face to get them to raise a hand, raise their hands or use their shoulders for defense. And then you start aiming at the shoulders. It hurts really bad. I've done the same thing with not just rich hands, but I've done it with spinning back fists. I've thrown spinning back fists and aim for people's shoulder. They're thinking I missed their face. Nope, I was aiming at their shoulder. And it definitely does something to you. I have sparred people and faked the common targets just to strike the uncommon ones. Um, and it all boils down to who I'm sparring, really. But there's a lot of ways to intentionally strike what they call non-essential targets, where the likelihood of a knockout is next to none, but the damage initially or the very quickly coming cumulative damage is enough, right? Let me give you another case in point. A lot of people think about... Um, about kickboxers kicking the legs. Not so much under American kickboxing rules, which is kind of like sport karate, but in Muay Thai, Lethway, Prado Sare, Jambe, these arts, kicking the legs is a very, very popular and effective tactic. But I'm talking about engaging with the hands, and when you're in hand range, throwing a hook into the thigh or throwing a hook to the inside of the leg. You have muscles that point outward on your thighs, not so much that point inward. Not in the same way and not in such a way as to effectively cushion the impact of someone sticking their hand into those muscles. It hurts a lot. So all of this to say, if you are effectively striking the non-essential targets, I really believe that you'll have an advantage of people who are only looking for the knockout in the popular areas. Um, Andy Hugh, may he rest in peace. He's called the Blue-Eyed Samurai in Japan. He would throw a spinning back kick to the outside of the thigh. And man, that's, that's ugly business right there. And he did the job because not only was he able to strike the thigh, he was able to strike the hip. And I don't think enough people have had a significant hip injury or what they call a stringer or a hip pointer to know how painful that is, right? So in that way, I think that as martial artists, we could really learn a lot if we learned to attack the non-essential points. And I'm going to leave it at that. Check me out at martialartsoakland.com. I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under Thomas Kempo Karate. But by far the most important thing is please be kind to yourselves and each other.